Hey, sexies, it's Hannah Gray. My pronouns are she and they, and I have a special guest today. Hi, I'm Tatiana. Uh, my pronouns are also she and they. Awesome. Uh, mainly she, though. Sweet. And we're going to talk about platonic intimacy today, and I'm very excited. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm pretty excited about this topic because it's something that I personally don't have a lot of experience with, but it's something I'm recently kind of delving into and it's like exciting for me. So I thought it would be a perfect time to interview someone like you who's kind of an expert at this. <laughs> um, to start, I guess, um, do you want to kind of like give us a little background of like why this is uh, some of your expertise? For sure. Uh, so... I am actually pretty asexual, and by pretty asexual, I guess I mean semi-gray sexual because it's all like just a whole bunch of different labels. Um, but I need like platonic intimacy, and in most of my relationships, like I actually uh went on a span of like three years with just not being with anyone, and like um for like a year of that, I was completely like abstinent and like that platonic intimacy really played a big part in like me figuring out who I am and my boundaries and like being more well-rounded uh, I am finally in a relationship but it, it definitely took some time <laughs> yeah for sure um what exactly is platonic intimacy so platonic intimacy is kind of like any form of intimacy that isn't necessarily uh what would be classified as romantic mm -hmm. so it's definitely like um your standard hugging your friend by the shoulder or cuddling or things like that. Things that don't necessarily have to be romantic, but can be, I guess. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it. Honestly, <laughs> you're like, that's it. Um, so you said like cuddling, um, can you like platonically like kiss each other? And like I, um, I actually, so, uh, one of my closest friends, uh, is actually, we, we have a lot of like, I call her like my platonic partner because mm -hmm. honestly we have like a lot of that intimacy and um I actually do kiss her a lot like and we know that's kind of just where it is we both know where our heads at it's it's no strings attached no I don't really have romantic feelings for her and she doesn't have them for me yeah it's just we're just that close so we we do things like that and like I'll kiss her on the forehead and stuff like that like things mm -hmm. that are normally deemed really romantic yeah so like if you're in a platonic relationship with someone, like, how do you know? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> I have, like, such a romantic brain that I know, like, when we've hung out before, mm -hmm. we talked about this. Like, you kind of lead with, like, platonic relationships. And I'm, like, give me that romance. Like, <laughs> I view everything, like, hugging, kissing, cuddling, all that stuff. I view that as romantic. And I'm trying to, like, take myself back out of it and be, like, why do I think all these things are romantic? Why do I lead in this way? So I guess I'm just like curious how to decipher, I guess, for people. I don't know. Is that even a question? Uh, kind of. <laughs> so I actually, um, yeah, I think with me, I, I have to just because that's just how I'm programmed. Like mm -hmm. I'm very separate from like being that more emotional romantic person. And I think it comes naturally to me, but I also do realize, and I've learned the hard way that there most people are very similar to you where yeah. where we see these like hand holding things and like these close cuddlings kissing as something very very romantic mm -hmm. and i've gotten myself into like situations that are 
icky because mm-hmm. like people kind of took you know me holding their hand or something like that as being more romantic but um I think just coming from like where I am with a person, it's so easy and natural for me to be affectionate. And I had a more affectionate family. Um, And in Latin culture altogether, um, I am Latina. Um, (laughs) In Latin culture altogether, we greet each other very affectionately. Like um, there are still parents who like really closely almost like tab kiss their kids on the mouth. And it's it's very like huggy and affectionate and cuddly. So I think that's probably why I don't see it as a more romantic thing because I kind of just grew up around that anyway yeah that makes a lot of sense I guess like how do you how do you have these conversations with people because you just said like you've kind of been in like a couple sticky situations like how how does someone who kind of leads their life in a different way in this unique way and and more than just you obviously do this but I'm just speaking as someone who's like (laughs) complete opposite I'm just so intrigued and I want to know more um like how like the day-to-day stuff and like how do you have these conversations? How do you set up your boundaries by like with people who don't think the way you do and don't see these things as platonic? Yeah. uh, So I'm, I think one of the hardest obstacles for me at first was being forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Like I really had to uh, psych myself up to be more honest with people and, and really be upfront, even if I know it's going to like put the other person in an awkward situation. Um, So really like right off you know, right off the bat, I like, uh, letting people know like what I want out of that interaction. Like if I'm leaning towards it being romantic, if my date with that person is romantic. And, um, I I think it really does help because like I said, a lot of people, we, we see traditional love and traditional relationships and that's kind of how we approach things. You go on a, on a date and you assume that it's going to go somewhere Mm -hmm. that you're going to, you know, get to know this person and, and do things like that. But, um, I think that's why it is super important to at least make it known ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Boundaries and setting that early is really important. So what do you say if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> I mean, don't say anything you're not comfortable with. But. No, um, it, that's totally cool. I'm a super comfortable person. But um, usually if I'm not looking for anything from someone um, that's going to lead romantic, I, I definitely specify that um, something along the lines of like, you know, yeah, I'm here to get to know you, but honestly, I'm not really looking for anything like leaning relationship wise. I just, I'm really kind of like weighing my options and seeing what's out there. And, um, then, you know, that first date you break that ice and you have that deeper talk. Mm -hmm. And that's usually like in between the first date and after the first date, I kind of go into the fact that I am asexual and I do have to establish at least an intellectual connection with a person to at least even consider romantic stuff. Um, But then there are those odd situations like with my best friend where I just felt really comfortable being physical with her Mm -hmm. without having feelings for her. So it's really kind of like touch and go, honestly. Yeah. And I guess like, so would you say you're someone who definitely has a lot more like platonic friendships and intimacy with people in general? And kind of like, what does that I don't know. I guess I'm just like so perplexed. <laughs> I want like I'm like someone I'm just like I've recently discovered this and I want more of it, but I'm also like so clunky and then my emotions get involved and I'm like, "Well, shit." Like I'm feeling a certain type of way, but then I'm like, "But it is different from like my romance feeling." So it's like I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I don't know. I'm all over the place and it's like, "How does someone start like doing this kind of intimacy and like unlearning 
romantic shit i don't know uh i was always an oddball out and i guess like when everyone was having this like really long-term relationships in high school i had a very different life set like i was working in high school i had my own place in high school so it was kind of more like i don't have time for these big relationships that you guys are having so that was like my first experience with relationships it was flighty it was on the go and so it really helped me like separate my emotions from like my actual interactions, I guess, if that makes sense. And um, I actually had to reteach myself how to like get emotional with people and build Mm -hmm. romance and build trust and stuff like that. Um, And then once I got there, I went the complete opposite way and got clingy and got really (laughs) uh, emotional towards things. So now I'm in a good space. And I think that's why that three years was important. Like separating myself from having sexual interactions and just developing relationships with people kind of really set me up for what I understand platonic intimacy to be. Like when you have that that space where you're not doing that and you promise yourself you wouldn't do that and you need the time to take steps away from sexual interaction, like it really gives you the time to discover different types of relationships and different types of formations that you can have with people. Um, but... I think, I don't know, just, it's easier to start with your friends, honestly, like holding your friend's hands, like stuff that we all know we all do anyways. Like Mm -hmm. what we have with most of our friends is just platonic intimacy. I just tune it up a lot harder. Um, I cuddle with my friends, my male and female friends, and that Mm -hmm. sometimes plays a lot into the types of relationships I have, which is why I started leaning more into poly life because having that talk with a monogamous partner is hard like hey you're my partner you're the only person i want to have sexual relations with you're the only person i am seeing romantically however i'm really really physically close with my friends too Mm -hmm. and that um also comes with its own set of issues too yeah um so identifying as poly kind of made that a little bit easier and uh then people hear that and the normal stigma with poly follows mm-hmm. and then I have to talk down and be like no it's it's because I affectionately cuddle people and yeah. that's all it really is about definitely I'm curious um what your th- thoughts are around um like sexual intimacy with platonic intimacy is that even a thing oh I uh I've had some of my longest and goodest like goodest that's not it's a word fine. we're gonna accept it <laughs> <laughs> um some of my longest and best relationships have been like these friends with benefits mm-hmm. things and that's um that's still really taboo for people too i think but like i've had really really close friends with benefits mm-hmm. like it's not like one of those hey okay we did it go home type things yeah. it's one of those hey let's pillow talk let's go out and grab breakfast and the boundaries are still really 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 clear but yeah. i think a lot of that comes with being vocal about it mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I have I have two or three really, really good friends with benefit scenarios that, that worked out really well because of how I see things. Yeah. So I'm curious about like these friends with benefits, like how, like what are the discussions if like boundaries are crossed or if like someone starts having feelings and the other person doesn't, like how do you work through these things? Cause I feel like it can get so messy because like most people just kind of like read a lot of this intimacy as friendship or not as friendship as as romantic. romantic. Uh, I, uh, so uh, the ending of them was actually hard for me too, because 
it's usually not me. And I think that it just one being a more femme person anyway, I feel like people see it as so uncommon that feminine people don't have that more emotional yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, so I'm usually it's always usually awkward, but um, most of them stopped because the other person wanted a relationship mm-hmm. and I just didn't at the time. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's just having that communication, taking that that sticky, icky situation, kind of just approaching it head on. Like I was able to to talk to these people and, and bring it back down and being like, no, this is what it is. I understand. Like, you know, if you want to continue this, we can. But this is what I can do. This, yeah. These are my limits. This is how I see this. I can respect how you see that. And that's why, you know, if, if we have to cut this off, we can. Yeah. Like, I don't like you have to be really comfortable understanding that people have feelings and people like have these um you know different ideas and we're all very unique people so sitting down and having these conversations and and coming to like conclusions whether it's a full compromise and you can keep you know that type of intimacy going with that person or being like mature and walking away from it as to not hurt the other person you know it's a lot of communication that has to be involved in it I feel like it's hard too because like especially me I guess coming from um I just feel like I project how I feel on other people a lot and I think they think the same way as me so I'm like I just don't understand but then (laughs) so it's hard in like those situations because you're like well I'm reading it this way so it must be that way you know but it's not and like being realistic and realizing like people are so individual and they're so unique Mm -hmm. in their own ways and like stepping back and being able to realize that even though you think that they are feeling the same things you're thinking they do. I actually, uh, so because of that, I took it upon myself. So I study a lot of like neurobiology and a lot of like communication sciences and, and psychology and stuff like that because of that, because I was having those issues, like knowing when was a good time to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And like, I am, absolutely horrendously terrible at picking up at on like regular flirting clues Mm -hmm. uh so (laughs) that i think contributed a lot to like what i was struggling with yeah um as a person not being you know so openly romantic and learning what that looks like Mm -hmm. and like the types of looks people give you and the types of behaviors that they develop helped me out a lot yeah um but i'm also really big into like knowing what you want like your communication Mm -hmm. um structures and like your love language and things like that like I really really am totally 100% behind the science for that and like when I go into romantic partners I have to do that with them yeah for sure that Mm -hmm. makes sense so I guess like I'm curious for people who have never really like seen platonic intimacy very much. I know you started kind of like describing like, oh, like holding hands with friends, cuddling with friends. Um, what have been some like kind of platonic intimacy like relationships you've been involved with? Like obviously with anonym- anonymousness. What is <laughs> Anonymity? Yeah, I'm like, oh God, here I go. Um, but like, can you give some examples of maybe not only from you, but like other people you've you've known who have had these platonic intimacy relationships? I just think it's important to like show like the diversity of them, I guess, like it, with examples. Does that make sense? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I get what you're saying. So like, I think there's a couple different forms of platonic relationships. There are 
obviously friendships, which are what we kind of like already know. Um, and that's standard. Minds are a little different because like I said, I, I am the type of mom friend mm-hmm. that my friends call when they need someone to cuddle with or and they know that they can and that I won't hold them to any standards and like so my friendships are really dynamic but I consider that one level of platonic relationships um now my platonic partner is a little different because like I'm enamored with this girl Mm -hmm. enamored um she we we have a very like like we go out together and people think that we're full-fledged romantic lovers like and we're not we have absolutely zero like sexual anything tension relations with each other but we'll go out in public and we'll do more i guess noticeably romantic things like i'll kiss her on the forehead i'll buy her things she'll buy me things Mm -hmm. like we're always together our communication's kind of just non-verbal at this point um but would i ever personally date her no and she knows that so Mm -hmm. if she hears this i know she won't feel any type of way about (laughs) it but um we both kind of know that relationship wise, we, we want different things. So yeah. it wouldn't ever be a thing. Yeah. Um, but it took us sitting down and having that conversation about what we each want out of the situation and what we each want out of a partner to realize that, you know, it's just going to stay in this platonic zone. I have a little side question. Go for that. it. So let's say, um, I mean, you're obviously Polly, so it mm-hmm. would probably be different. But let's say some like that person, like your platonic partner, she um, is monogamous. So if quote unquote like Mm -hmm. this is a hypothetical so what if she starts dating someone and they're not comfortable with how you two are how do you do that uh so it's easier for me because it's I can't imagine being a more emotional person honestly and going through this like I think the reason that I can navigate through this is because I'm really logical Mm -hmm. so when I get and I have been put in these situations (laughs) when I'm in those situations it's kind of just like okay I'm I'm not gonna hinder what you want like definitely go for it I'll take a step back and if you want to continue this later let me know like um or I've actually like sat there and met the partner and like Mm -hmm. had dinners very awkward (laughs) glary dinners but I've had dinners with with the partner just to be like look this is how i am mm-hmm. you can see me face to face you see mm-hmm. my emotions and this is what i want out of out of your partner mm-hmm. and if you're okay with that i i guarantee it's not going to go anywhere because it would have by now if it was meant yeah. to but um sometimes it is those awkward little talks that help clarify things yeah yeah it's it's sticky sometimes <laughs> for sure <laughs> all right so that was level two um, level cool. three, I guess, would probably be that more sexual platonic, mm-hmm. um, which is what I think a lot of people don't realize, like our casual dating lives, mm-hmm. like our hookup culture that fits into that platonic mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you don't want romantic feelings for this partner. It's kind of just strictly sexually based. And and ironically, that fits into, you know, platonic intimacy by definition. So um, I put like my friends with benefits in there. Yeah. And um like I said, it's just communication. I think I have more communication than most people do with their friends with benefits. Yeah. But um, I feel like that gives me that more like dynamic safety net with them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm like curious because obviously what we're talking about are different forms of relationships. Mm-hmm. But when people say I have this relationship with this person, 
they always assume like, oh, you're dating. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate through like people's assumptions with all this stuff? Oh, I'm actually just really uh, comfortable. So uh, when like with my platonic partner, for example, everyone, like I said, thinks we're dating. Yeah. Um, we post enough on social media together that it it's an assumption, but it's kind of just like, I I play I think I played off really bluntly, mm-hmm. so I'm just kind of like no I would never date her but I love yeah. her like, <laughs> um and I think that's really weird for people to hear like mm-hmm. um we've gone to like parties together and just watch people be like you guys aren't dating but you're like she's on your lap right now like what's going <laughs> on and it's like well no I mean I love her but no like not my type and they're like wait what so it's um. <laughs> I'm a very, I like shock value, I think. So I'm not bothered by it at all. Mm -hmm. Um, She's actually really similar, which is what makes that type of relationship possible. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of just being honest about it. Um, But like I said, I do actually have a romantic partner Mm -hmm. this time around, and that's really different. But um, I had to catch him up to speed with everything and and, uh, make sure that he was comfortable um, so he knows about my platonic partner and they've met already. Oh, that's awesome. So, so how is he taking that? He's actually so supportive. That's awesome. He's, um, our relationship is very monogamous, which mm-hmm. is iffy for me. Yeah. Um, because I usually don't like, you know, rules and regulations and, yeah. but he's been super vocal with like what his boundaries are and really understanding. We've definitely come to a lot of compromise structured around my types of platonic intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's like basic boundaries, like no sleeping with other people, yeah. uh, no kissing because that's, that's considered, you know, a little more romantic. He would like to maintain that for himself, but he's also allowed me to be able to have like cuddly relationships with yeah. people of any gender. And also still, I'm a big <laughs> like supporter of nudes. So yes, yeah. um, he's also okay with that too. Um so it was kind of just like a compromise, half and half on on what I wanted and mm-hmm. the type of cuddling and stuff that I wanted and what he needs um, to feel secure in his relationships. And it, it works because all I really want is cuddles anyway. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I'm also oh, I had something and I'm like, damn, oh, it's fine. It's fine. This is so good though. I'm so excited. Oh, I got it. Okay, so what would your advice be for someone who is, like, pretty secure and they're, like, friends with benefits and they, like, totally are, like, chill with it, but then they're friends and then everyone they talk to are, like, oh, he's in love with you. Ooh. And then it, like, fucks with your head. I I get that because (laughs) uh, having mutual friends with some of my friends with benefits kind of took us there a little bit, but kind of just I'm a big private person and there are certain things that I realize that like as much as I want to involve my friends I can't Mm -hmm. um and I think that's why not too many of my friends know how close I am with my platonic partner uh because a few times that we have like they've totally like gawked and they've been like oh you guys are so good together this that and the third but also like I think if I hadn't had those conversations with her Mm -hmm. beforehand um, it would have been really easy for us to get sucked into yep. that. Yep. So definitely like have that communication with anyone you choose to have platonic intimacy with. Know where you stand with them. Yeah. Even if it's like those awkward week to week talks, month to month talks, like have those talks, especially if you're a more romantic person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I'm pretty sure like anyone who's investing time in you doesn't want to hurt you. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, even if it's awkward, even if you feel like, oh, maybe my partner's not, you know, the most emotional person, like they still care about your feelings. And I get that a lot. Like, I feel like so many people that I interact with have that issue coming to me because they know I'm on that less emotional spectrum. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee that I care about their feelings too. So hearing where they are helps me adjust because I know I'm better at that. Mm -hmm. I know I can navigate my affection and my feelings and, and cater to the other person. So it's definitely big on talking. Be communicative with your partners, your friends, your anyone you want to have a higher level of connection with. Be communicative with them because they need that. Yeah. How else are you guys going to be able to figure things out? And friends are going to be friends. <laughs> All my friends are hype beasts. They really, they really kind of just jump right in and they're like, oh God, this is perfect for you. And it's like, you know, just knowing how to navigate and not feeling ashamed for like the type of connections you have with people will really help you out in that area so i'm actually curious um since you are less of an emotional person i'm curious how you show love and care for people in like a less emotional way like i'm just curious because (laughs) i i feel like it'd be good for especially us folks who are very emotional like like the people in our lives who are less emotional like like we're probably looking for the signs that like how we would show it and then we don't read when they are showing it so like what are some examples of the ways that you love people and care about them without telling them all the time or showing them you know in the stereotypical way yeah um at least for me right one I'm not a gift giver I'm way too frugal and I think that's like (laughs) that's everyone's like go-to it's the easy way the flowers the the what we see in movies the the big flashy like that's everyone's I feel like it's an easy way because we've been fed that way with me I'm naturally just pretty busy between working full-time and like just my art my poetry just side things that I do time is super super important to me mm-hmm. so I I think one of the biggest ways to tell if I'm interested in you or if people that are non-emotional are more interested is when they give up their time like especially if they're on that more introverted spectrum or even extroverted because they usually like hanging out with their friends like yeah. time for people who don't show a lot of emotions is big yeah if they're spending time with you if they're making time out of their week to spend time with you individually that's a surefire sign yeah um that and like once i i'm not big surprisingly right uh in my romantic relationships it kind of like takes me a bit to get more affectionate Mm -hmm. um so the more affectionate i get with you uh, even if it's just like joshing around with you, like little shoves, like it it shows that I have an interest in you. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure more of our non-emotional friends are kind of on that same wavelength. Yeah. I, I hang out with people that are very much like me that don't show a lot of emotion. And it's kind of like they'll like <laughs> like gently nudge my hip or something. And it lets me know that they're actually there and they're active yeah. and they're attentive. Definitely. I like that. I find that so interesting because like I was kind of thinking from my perspective as a more emotional person, I time is big for me too. And, but it's weird because I feel like um, it's in a different way in some ways. I don't know. Okay. It's like, cause I feel like I want to spend time with people and I'll give them my time. But 
usually only if it's like a romantic connection. It's so weird. It's like I I will like enjoy getting to know friends and potential like platonic intimacy, but like I will over prioritize like the romantic connections or potential romantic connections. Um, but also I guess like the other ways I would show love, like let me or not love, but like feelings. Just like over communicating them probably (laughs) or just always affirming them um definitely flirting um I would say just compliments in general um sending them picture (laughs) and asking for picture okay okay that's um also like just like delving in deep into like wanting to get to know them more and understand them more um I'm a very like empathetic person and like I can pick pick up on energy and like all that stuff so if I can get in a room with someone like I feel like that is like intimate for me because like I'm able to fully grasp who this person is and stuff so I don't know it's like weird because there's similarities but there's like differences yeah that's interesting too because I actually am the same way in approaching new people I want to sit down with you as fast as possible Mm -hmm. I want to be able to like see you face to face and like get a read on you and just like really see if I can like vibe with you but then I'm also like I think when I hang out with people or want to spend more time with people it's not what people expect either like I'm kind of like no I don't want to have dinner with you let's go play golf like what are you doing like let's go do something fun like let's go putt putt like um or I take them and like do something really competitive because I actually am super duper competitive so I'll do like video games or stuff like that like it's super I think different because I think people look for that like wow factor that sweet factor that like and I'm just like bro let me just kick (laughs) your butt in some games come on um but like I think that's kind of what gains my interest in a person like seeing how they react to challenging situations and stuff um no that makes a lot of sense (laughs) and then I'm like I'm over here taking people out to dinner and like going on long romantic walks I'm like can you handle a loss because I I don't let people win I'm not that nice like I love winning too so I'm like exactly like (laughs) you want to lose at this and I think like just having those more like dynamic like challenging dates really brings out what a person is like yeah where their ego is like Mm -hmm. stuff like that and stuff like that like once I start taking you on fun dates not like the normal typical yeah you know that like I'm trying to get a read on you yeah that Um, makes sense because sometimes sitting down and talking to someone isn't the best way to go about it you have to like let someone kind of naturally do it yeah Mm -hmm. no I really like that that's funny just because like like those are both dates and it's Mm -hmm. like your from your perspective and then my perspective I'm like give me that romance <laughs> even though I feel like that sounds super fun too I don't know yeah it's just because I'm like embracing this new kind of idea of like platonic intimacy in my life and I'm like what the fuck I've never even considered this to be a thing because I'm such a relationship person but then I'm like that is a relationship ah yeah your brain. friendships are relationships too congratulations you're in so many well it's interesting because friendship has always been so weird for me hmm. And I think that's why I struggle with um, platonic intimacy because I have only really let people close to me if we're romantically involved. Oh, so you keep your friends at a distance. Oh, a very big distance. Yeah. Up until probably like the last few years. But it's interesting when I look at it, 
most of those people I let in who were friends were like not local. So I had that physical distance. It's so weird. See, but I feel like that's common though. I think people have like this general fear of like putting into something and not Mm -hmm. getting anything back. Yes. Um, Which is why I feel like that, that makes sense, honestly. But like with me, I am really attracted to the same type of things in my friends and in my partners yeah i like ambition so if i see someone who still has those dreams and that drive i get all like worked up and (laughs) starry-eyed for them and um a lot of my friends that i i do keep close are friends that like are starting small businesses Mm -hmm. and like um a lot of the reason why i was intrigued in you is actually the podcast and seeing you like be ambitious and and really take that on and like uh I just I just take these people in and it's like I don't think I could ever lose with these types of people like surrounding yourself with these types of people because you get to watch them grow too Mm -hmm. and I'm growing too I have I have my own plans and to to see my friends like that it makes building relationships with them easier because we all have a standard of forward motion yeah that makes sense um but I I think it's really important to like I don't know. I can't imagine being distant from my friends. Like I have so few of them that I consider really close. Yeah. Uh, But even with my more distant friends, I'm like, come here, honey. I know you're drunk. Just love me, please. (laughs) Like I'll take care of you. Like, um, but that took a lot too, because I know, I know I I don't get a lot of reward out of that. Like I don't get a lot of what I put into that back. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, I do have those times because of that where I have to take like two weeks of not going out and not interacting with people. But I feel like it makes my my friendships a lot more wholesome. Just being able to just dive right in and tune it back as I need to. You know, Yeah, that makes sense. I it's interesting because like I have and I like talk about this all the time with Adrian. I'm like, I have like really awesome friends Mm -hmm. and I've had them for a long time. Like a lot of my consistent friends I've had for over 10 years, but like we all have this kind of thing where we're not really, we're like close. We're not really close at all. And like, we'll come together when we need to. And like, we're solid and it's like, nothing has ever like, it's like we hang out every day, every time we're together. But at the same time, it's just this weird, like we're just living our own lives. If we happen to come across each other, we'll hang out, we'll do something. So it's like, it's this very like compartmentalized thing. And then like lately I've been kind of like building more platonic intimate like friendships and stuff like that. And like with this whole like quarantine shit, I I can't really like hang out with people anymore. And I'm literally like, I used to thrive at being home alone and like not hanging out with anyone. I'm literally sitting at home and I'm like, I miss everyone. Like I'm so upset. And it's just, it's so, it's hard because it's like, well, fuck. I'm cha- I'm changing so much because like I mean I can think of two people right now where like my friendship with them is like at a complete different level than any other friendships I have and it doesn't mean they're better or anything like that it's just different mm-hmm. and it's because it's kind of like there is more intimacy there and but it's like not I don't know it's like so weird but it's like I'm so drawn to them and I want to be around them um which is weird for me because Although I'm very emotionally um, driven and I am very romantic, I'm not very physical. So it's interesting because like you're not very 
um romantic but romantic, i'm really physical you're so physical so like you saying like cuddling and kissing your friends i'm like <gasps> <laughs> i'm like what the fuck like and not in like a that's in a bad way yeah no, 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 no it's yeah. like holy Different. shit me trying to think think about that with my friends i've had for over 10 years like if we touch if i hugged them even they're like wow you just hugged me for the first time in like years i'm like oh shit i'm like i'm sorry i'll hug you more like it's just i i just don't mix that i don't know and then i have these new friendships developing that are more physical like that so it's just i don't know it's weird sorry i think with, with no 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 that's good actually um I think with people that you've known for a while, especially people that you grew up with, mm-hmm. it's harder. Yeah. Like uh, one of my best friends in Atlanta. I mean, we've been through heckin' back together. She um, she actually like I stood with her for a while in high school when I was going through some tough stuff. And uh, like we're really, really close. Um, but she's not really someone I've ever really been affectionate with just mm-hmm. because she's not. She's not that type of person. And like, uh, I think a lot of my friends knowing that I was pretty, pretty, pretty like openly like, I don't want to say sexual, but like pan romantic, I guess, like very openly, like into a bunch of different people. I think that made some of my more like femme straight friends a little awkward Mm, sometimes. Um, But it also like really sparked a lot of like my relationships in high school too yeah. with females but um i don't know I-, I think it'd be harder with like friends i've known for a while just because they've they've seen me grow up and they've mm-hmm. seen me go from like this normal little pre-programmed bean to <laughs> whatever weird artistic individual i am now um so i i can get that with your older like yeah. your your long-term friends but once you like start adopting that idea like my platonic partner i've known her shoot probably like two and a half years yeah and i feel like i've known her my entire life like she knows things about me that my friends for 10 plus years don't know sorry Mm -hmm. guys and uh, (laughs) like i don't know it's just so raw but i think that's just how we are as people Mm -hmm. like you just stumble into people that feel right and it's the same thing with relationships like mm-hmm. your standard romantic relationships you just kind of know you found the one yeah and yeah. um that's how i am with my friends so i get that feeling a lot and it's super rewarding i'm like ah you're another one get over here like, <laughs> um it's just different for me romantically mm-hmm. like with my partner i thought it would have taken a lot longer mm-hmm. um just because it takes me a little bit to to get to that place romantically before it does with like my friends I don't get it but <laughs> um I don't know it's it's the type of person because with him like literally two weeks into dating it was crash course than I knew wow. like I knew I was just like you're my person right That's now awesome. um and it's just kind of like feeling people out and it's the same yeah. way with your friendships you have to approach it the same way mm-hmm. like that feeling yeah it's interesting you talking about that feeling because like I'm even thinking one of my coworkers, like I, for some reason, and I even explained this to my girlfriend, I was like, when I think of her, my, I just get that flood of emotions and like that pure just love just like radiating from me. And it's like people at work joke around that we're like more than friends. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm like, we are siblings. Like we say all the time, we family, like stop trying to put this weird shit on us. But that's another relationship. That's another platonic relationship. Like those more like 
sisterly friendships, yeah. brotherly friendships. I have some of those too. And yeah. it's, ah, uh, they're just so rewarding, man. I know. And I met her like five months ago, like it, maybe six months ago now, but it's just like, I, it's so weird. Cause like, I love all my coworkers and I'm connected to all of that. I work in a really badass place. Like we're all great people, but for some reason, this woman I met like six months ago, we have this like intense intrinsic, like relationship and connection and like my my girlfriend calls her my i love you friend <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's it <laughs> like we just say we love each other all the time and if we don't work together like it's just like we're distraught um thankfully we work four out of our five day week together <laughs> on the days we're not working together we're like oh we miss you <laughs> it's ridiculous but it's like it's different from like a like a coworker relationship it's different from like a friendship it's just like a step up in my opinion I guess but it's like interesting because it's like I get those same feelings I would towards like a romantic partner but it's different and it's like it's cool because I'm able to explore this like being like openly or um, newly exploring polyamory I thought this would just open me up to like more romantic relationships which it has but it's like it's mostly allowed me to learn more about myself, but then also learn more about different types of relationships that I've mm -hmm. never explored. So it's really fucking cool. I don't know. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I, you, you can't develop romantic relationships with everyone, despite the fact that can. <laughs> we would like to. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to. Honestly, <laughs> that sounds so to stressful. To be fair, like, I've seen poly couples like, or at least poly partners with like three, four partners. And I'm like, I don't know how you have the time. I respect that. <laughs> like My God. Romantic partners. Romantic, full-fledged. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, I have I have one and a half. And I'm just <laughs> like, because <laughs> she's at my yeah, house all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's actually at my house as we speak. <laughs> uh, so like, I get to see her two, three times out of the week. Mm -hmm. I've spent maybe like one day and two nights with my boyfriend out of the week. And it's just like, it's between those two and I'm full. That's it. Cap off. Like, I'm good. Like, people who can expand outwards like that blows my mind. Me. But <laughs> I commend you for it's it. It's intense as fuck. But then again, I have these more, like, demanding friendships, too. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. I, I could almost be like, yeah, no, in, in retrospect, I have plenty of partners. But <laughs> without that sexual tension without that mm -hmm. kissing without the like that extra step but sometimes i do feel like platonic intimacy is a lot more it's the heavy stuff yeah like romantic stuff is is light it's fun it's mm -hmm. it's sexy like being able to touch and interact with a person but taking on platonic relationships is taking on everything that's not that fun and light and happy <laughs> and and like being like okay yeah i'll take on your problems i'll, mm -hmm. I'll take on those 2 a.m nights when you need someone to cry to in the morning like yeah it's signing up for that it's signing up for the more supportive role yeah um but i kind of always felt like i'd be that person like even in video games i play support like mm -hmm. just um I'm meant to do it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because, like, I mean, I have two romantic partners and a platonic friends with benefits partner, and I, I'm i just, like, done there. Um, <laughs> like, I'll just be done. Um, for now, like, and I am, like, talking to a few people and stuff like that, too. But um, 
it's like it's so interesting to me trying to like navigate time with everyone just Mm -hmm. because like I obviously I I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this but it's just like so interesting because I kind of like will put my friends with benefits time like on the same level as like my romantic and other people are like well that makes no sense but to me it does it feels right I guess I don't know but um I don't know where I'm going with this but Oh, it's just like so weird. But it's- that goes back to like my post the other day, like that whole hierarchical post that I posted. Mm, yes. Because I can't, I consciously cannot differentiate time or level of importance between people. Yeah. I'm just like, but all my relationships are really different. And like, yes. they all offer something very different. And it's really hard to like nag- navigate that and put other people's time in front of others. So, um, like like I said, I, I had to find a partner that was super comfortable with me being yeah. like, but my friend is just as important to me as you. Yeah. But I'm investing different things into you. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we need, like people need to focus on more. Like, I don't think it's like a level of importance or putting people on higher pedestals. It's okay. So this person's great at cooking and I like cooking mm-hmm. with this person, but this person is a seamstress and I need that person for that. And it's like recognizing that all of our relationships are equally important yeah and um i I like that you do that even as a more romantic person because like as a more platonic person i do that too i guess so it's like it's pretty cool it's interesting and and that's this is like a newer thing just because like before i would only like prioritize my romantic connections but so interesting to me too exploring different types of relationships because it's like even i have two romantic like connections right now but they're completely different and I think people just like lump them together I'm like no like it's just like so wild to me (laughs) and I feel like I've always had the same type of relationship and it's that that romantic relationship that I have with Adrian and that's always kind of been what I've only had it's like oh you have that life partnership mentality Mm -hmm. so it's like now that I'm dating I already have a life partner and it's not saying I can't have another life partner too right but it's like I'm not necessarily looking for that so it's really cool being able to um like get to know people in a different way but it's also scary and sad because I'm like I don't want them to like leave my life you know like you know <laughs> like I'm not necessarily looking for that next life partner but it doesn't mean like that can't be what it ends up being but it's like I don't know is this making sense I no, feel it like is I'm going in circles I do that too like like the partner that I have now I totally see you being like full-fledged nesting like this is my boo this is who I'm building my life with but then I'm like but I can't I can't kick my platonic partner out of my life so I'm like so how are we all gonna get a house together like (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) it's just it's it's hard because like standard culture tells you no you have one partner you live with that one partner that's all you get and I'm just like no I just we're going to get an eight bedroom house and we're all going to somehow work this out. I'm going to um, live on a commune someday, but exactly. I'm, I'm picking the people there <laughs> and it won't be a cult. I swear. <laughs> Been there, done that. No, thanks. no Kool-Aid, please. No Kool-Aid. No Kool-Aid. Um, no, same. I'm like, uh, me and my platonic partner actually like, we look at big houses all the time. Yeah. We're like, Oh sweet. It's 800. It's eight rooms. It's not that much. If all eight people pitch in, we're golden. <laughs> like, because, um, so fun tidbit like my platonic partner is actually with a close family member she's with my brother oh wow um and so 
I think it was weird for me at first because they had known each other prior and I bumped into her solo. Yeah. Um, and we got to know each other and then they kind of just like hooked up and I was just like, <laughs> but, um, like it's, it's really interesting because like I said, I, from the beginning, I think I pretty much knew that I would, that she's not the type of person I want to be with. So to see them yeah. together and be romantic together is nice, but our friendship is just so, oh man, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. And I don't. I don't think I could like live without her regardless. Yeah. Like we've looked into colleges together and stuff like that. It's just super close. So she's kind of like this, it's in this weird like sister friend love thing. I don't know, man. It's fucking, <laughs> it's odd. It's never where I thought I'd see myself with, with a person. Yeah. Um, it just is i don't know sometimes you just care for a person i don't know it just be like, like that <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not emotional but i'm gonna cry it's fine no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um yeah no i don't know I, I couldn't see my life without her yeah like we plan so much together but i also plan so much with my main partner and i could see a life with him and starting a commune just sounds really nice i know right (laughs) you're like thanks for the idea um yeah i think it's interesting because like society tells you you kind of prioritize that romantic partnership or like family in general and it's like this idea of like reclamation of what family means to you what it looks like what relationships look like prioritizing that stuff and it's like we're not going to see that in the media we're not going to see that being told to us in many ways it's like it's this other way of living life it's uncharted territory it's just like so personal I feel like I don't know which makes it kind of clunky because there's hard it's hard to find examples of how to live this way you know yeah i think we're it society really tells us how we should care for our family Mm -hmm. um how dynamics should be with friends and like stuff like that and um like i'm a lot closer with my brother's girlfriends than i think most females are with their brother's girlfriends and I think that's just because of how we see it. We're supposed to keep those types of people at a distance. We're supposed to not like be so close to them. And um, they're supposed to be differences and like your types of relationships. And I kind of like approach it as a, no, they're all the, they're all the same to me, man. Like if I care for a person, I care for a person. If I don't care for them in in a way that I want them close, cool. I'll keep them at a distance and still care for them. Like it's, I think I've like completely gotten rid of that. Like, you should care for someone in this way type of mentality and kind of just really navigate it with like how I feel and like what's going on. And that in and of itself is scary. Yeah. Um, For sure. But it's definitely something that I challenge, (laughs) that I challenge everyone to do. Just love people, dude. Yeah. Without like limits. No limits. I'm curious kind of like to wrap up our conversation. I wish we could talk forever. It'd be awesome. But um. (laughs) Like, what do you think people can gain from welcoming platonic intimacy into their life or, like, embracing it more or prioritizing it more? And also, like, what have you mostly gained from it, I guess? Um, I think, honestly, it takes so much strain out of your romantic lives. Like, my partner doesn't have that 
you know, you're my soul counselor. You're my my therapist. You're the person that I go to with all my issues. You're you're the person that I rely on to be there for me. You have to be there for me. And I think that's kind of like where we get stuck sometimes, you know, yeah. like, and and that's strenuous on our partners. And so having these more like platonic relationships kind of like takes takes that up and divides it. Like you yeah. have a more comfortable safety net you have people you can go to when you just need a cuddle and you know that it's not going to get sexual and it's not going to get weird and you're not going to have like that ugh moment yeah like you know you could just go there and have a good time and just talk like mm-hmm. it's opening you up to like so much more support so much more love so much more like diversity when it comes to what you need and you learn so much more about yourself mm-hmm. honestly um so I just really I really think platonic relationships are important and mm-hmm. it it's hard to get out there especially if you're more romantic but mm-hmm. it it will teach you a lot about other people's boundaries and why they're important too um so rewarding yeah from speaking from someone who is literally just now experiencing this yeah cool. but you're you're opening yourself up to a really close-knit friends network mm-hmm. and and that's not something we do anymore we've got friends at a distance like you said Mm -hmm. this is kind of like bringing it in and just making sure that even if you're single for three years and going (laughs) through it you have like those friends that make you feel so much less alone yeah and in a society where depression is running rampant Mm -hmm. and we don't really have like the help we need those long-term close-knit like connections really will make or break you yeah they could save you yeah um if you're comfortable, you can share how people can find you on social media. You don't have to. Or you can share the like your work that you do, your art and poetry, and where people can find that. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you have an Instagram-o, um, I am on there as the Cursed Phoenix. So that's the.cursed.phoenix. Um, and you'll find me there. And feel free to follow me there. Uh, my Facebook is way too complicated to give out. Sorry, you guys. It's it really is. It really. I know. I did it, it on purpose. It looks like an alien name. <laughs> <laughs> so my name translates really well into Russian. So that's, that's all so Russian cool. characters, oh, and it's cool. still like legal. So Facebook hasn't like tried to shoot me down because it's my real it name. Looks awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Um, just accepted the fact that my name's Russian and went with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, follow me on Instagram if you'd like. I'm super accepting of that. Um, yeah. Sweet. Um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook or add me on Facebook at Hannah Gray and follow me on Instagram at The Sensual Nonconformist and follow the podcast at Generation Sex Podcast with two X's because fuck censorship. <laughs> um, and you can also email me at generationsexpodcast at gmail.com with any ideas. And I'm looking for people to have on the podcast as a guest. Um, uh, just because we've experienced a lot of changes with the podcast, as you can see, I'm the only one doing it now. Um, and so if you want to be on the podcast and you have something to bring, please reach out to me. Thanks. It was fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for talking. Thanks for being here so much. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> thanks for being here so much. <laughs> thanks. Oh, my God. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, sexies. I'm excited to bring you some really cool information um, and a couple of reminders for you. So first reminder, we have an amazing uh, Facebook group called Generation Sexies with three X's. You should look us up on Facebook and join our group. 
We have a lot of different things we do every day. We have a meme Monday. We have a lewd Tuesday. Lewd Day Tuesday where we share pictures. We have a hump day uh, sexy stories thread. Um, on Thursdays, we do Thirst Trap Thursday, another picture day. Feedback Friday. Um, social support Saturday. So if you're going through something, um, you can get some advice and social support. And then on Sundays, we do our booty pictures. So make sure you're in our group. You obviously don't have to share on all those threads, but it's really cool community um, where you can be free to be yourself. So definitely join us there. We also have a amazing Patreon, which we would love for you to uh, check out. It's patreon.com slash generation sex with three X's. Um, I do something called the Slut Diaries where um, you could get erotica, you could get a sexy story. There's a lot of nudes on there. Um, it's just a really fun place to kind of get some content daily, once a week, three times a week, totally up to you. So check out the Patreon, figure out which level matches what you want. Um, and kind of what the Patreon does is it supports me and doing this podcast um, and it supports just the podcast in general. So I definitely appreciate it, obviously, and any support will help. Um, so thank you so much for that. And yeah, that's all the updates for today. I hope you're enjoying the show. Talk soon. Thank you.